This audio recording is produced by Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous, also known as FA. FA is a program based on the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. It is free and open to anyone who wants to stop eating addictively. The following is one FA member's story of recovery. The opinions expressed here are those of the individual member and do not represent FA as a whole. If you are new or uncertain about FA, we encourage you to listen to several stories to gain an understanding of what the program offers. For information on the FA program, please visit our website, foodaddicts.org. Hello. Welcome to this qualification meeting. I am a food addict from West Virginia, and I am your leader for this hour. After a moment of silence, will you please join me in the serenity prayer? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Again, hello, everybody, and um, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to qualify at this uh, this 2010 FA Fellowship uh, Convention, business convention, rather. I'm here to tell you my story, what I was like before, what brought me here, and what I am like now. I was born in New Bedford, Massachusetts in 1967, in mid-1967, and I am the youngest of seven children. I have three older brothers and three older sisters, obviously, I'm the youngest. I grew up in a home where we had what we needed, but I have discovered that what an addict wants and what an addict needs and what a person needs are two incredibly different things. I think uh, I truly, I do, I do um, understand when people say they were born with this disease because I think I was born with this disease. I am, I want lots of anything that gives me pleasure, and uh, food was among those. Food was among those things. Um, My mom would tell me about when I was a child how there was a time when I didn't want to eat. And I do believe she has me confused with one of my other brothers because that was was not my situation at all. Um, I do recall just once as a very young child being just rather turning my head away when um, when she was trying to feed me some kind of baby food or something or other. But, uh, you know, for the most part, if I like the food, I like to eat it. When I was uh, when I was a very young child, you know, probably before the age of eight, I would say my parents were, you know, my parents were very nice in that they, you know, they indulged me. They did they did give me uh, they did give me food that I want, and it was um, could be from a fast food place, uh, be from the supermarket, be something sweet, uh, something in a can, and uh, I I enjoyed that very much. I lapped all that stuff right up, you know. Um, the funny thing was that when I went to a fast food restaurant. Whatever I had was never enough. After I finished what I was eating, and I'd see someone coming back, you know, just just coming back from the uh, from the from the counter, I'd want what they had too. So I liked I liked what they served in those fast food restaurants, and I wanted lots and lots of it. <laughs> Again, anything that gives me pleasure, I I want lots of. I remember when I was um, when I was in first grade, and uh, I went to uh, 
I and all my uh, family members, we all went to uh, parochial schools in, uh, in the Bedford, Massachusetts. Uh, there were seven of us um, went to parochial schools, so you probably may have put it together by now that we were Irish Catholics. But uh, we, we went to, uh, I, went, I remember getting uh, measured for a uniform once, and um, I remember the guy putting a belt around, uh, measurement belt around my waist and saying to my mom, yeah, you're right, he is getting fat. <laughs> and I kind of resented that guy, but... As, as I will show you, no matter how much, no matter how much people said commented about my weight, I was unwilling to do anything about it. There was nothing. If, if anything, hearing comments about my weight only dropped me, uh, only drew me further and further into the food. Um, the the period where I was indulged, it, didn't, it wasn't terribly long because I think I went through my first intervention in the summer of uh, 1975 when my uh, mom and I are walking into a Kmart store in North Dartmouth, Massachusetts, and my mom turns to me and she says, you know, Robert, your father and I are very concerned about your eating habits, so we've decided that we're not going to be taking you to any more fast food places and we're not going to be buying you any more treats. And at eight years of age, I felt sad. Indeed, I felt sad that I wasn't going to enjoy that good stuff anymore. But way more than that was just this incredible feeling of just hate and rage. And why? How? How? How can they make these decisions for me? How could they make these decisions for me? I hate being a kid. These decisions are made for me. I want. I want to be able to make my own decisions. I spent a lot of my youth looking forward to the day when I grew up and I could be on my own, because when I was on my own, I could eat whatever I wanted, and no one would get on my case about it. I lived by myself. I wouldn't have to listen to this garbage every time I wanted to have something to eat. After that, after that intervention in 1975, our meals, generally our meals tended to be a little bit uh, tense because they seemed to center around, a lot of it seemed to center around me and my, and my eating habits. And again, you would think, you would think I would, you know, I would, I would stop, I would say, you know, maybe they're right and, uh, you know, I'll try not to eat. But I could not do that. Whatever it was, I am an addict, and I will resent and I will resist any type of change forced on me by someone outside. If I want to change myself, that's fine. But you're not going to come in here and start telling me that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You know, I'm, I'm not going to stand for it. Um, and and uh, you know. Every meal, you know, I mean, just most of the time, we always ended up having some having some discussion about me and my and my eating habits. Um, my brothers and sisters, I'm the youngest, so there's a, there's about eight years between my next eldest sibling. And um, when I turned about uh, ten, my um, my brothers and sisters, they were all you know often living on their own. But like I was uh, kind of alone with my parents, and my parents stopped. Uh, my dad retired when I was about nine years old, and my mom like stopped working a year after. And so um, <laughs> from uh, you know, those from like 1977 on, it was living at home was me and my mom and my dad. And um, I don't know, I think I was just like fresh meat to be improved all the time because uh, I'd, um, I'd come home at night and uh, we'd sit down at the dinner table and they would be my, my dad, my dad would be to my left, my mom would be to my right. And they'd both be like watching me to make sure I wasn't eating too fast. And, um, you know, uh, they would tell me to slow down or to, you know, chew your food 32 times and, um among other things, you know, um, we we came up with a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of good ideas for myself. I should preface that I want to let you know that you know I was just a very I was just an angry and rebellious kid in that matter. Well, not I was just angry. I was too afraid to do anything really rebellious, but I would I would just sit there and not do anything and just like resent it. 
Um, and I think, you know, I come from, I, I have today, I have uh, three sisters in program. I think I come from a family of food addicts because, you know, food in our house doesn't last. I mean, in our house didn't last. I mean, it was like if you took a, uh, have you ever taken like a, a, a turkey from a supermarket and tossed it out into a, uh, into a parking lot filled with hungry seagulls? If you see them swoop down on it, that's the way, that's the way something, some treat would be in our, in our house. I mean, we would swoop down on it and finish that thing off until there was nothing left. Um, you know that was uh, that was the way it uh, it went, and um, between um, you know my my folks, I mean God bless them. You know, one thing I say today is they did the best they could. They did what they knew. They really didn't know a whole heck of a lot, but they did what they knew. And for my part, you know, geez, I can't I can't go blameless in this. I mean, I was not a very sociable kid. I did not have. I really didn't have a whole lot of friends that I liked to go play with or anything like that. I just felt the kids that were around my neighborhood were like, you know, I just didn't like hanging around with them because they always like kind of rotten or criminal or whatever it was. I really didn't want to have anything to do with them. So I would like kind of come home from school and just want to watch TV and uh, and eat. And um, you know, uh, they they weren't having any of that. They thought you know something something was going something bad was going to happen. So they were they were after me to um, you know after me to get more active and to get more friends and to be more sociable, but mostly to get more active. And while we're at it, you know, just work on his, his eating habits, too. We went through many meals where, um, and my, my folks, I think they suffered from a lot, a lot of the same stuff that, like, they want to stop their eating, too, but it really wasn't anything they could do about it. So, I mean, they would, you know, they would, like, help, they would try to encourage me to do better. But some of the things we did was, like, you know, he, you know, Robert's going to drink water before his meals, and then Robert's going to drink water before and then the middle of his meals, and then drink one afterwards to feel full. And he's going to count them to make sure he chooses food 32 times. I mean, we did that stuff, and it was just, uh, I, I just, I hated that control. I absolutely hated that control. And I was putting on weight, too. No doubt about it. I was putting on weight. I mean, I would go to, uh, I went to the same school for eight years. So a lot of my classmates didn't re really, um, they didn't tease me too much about it because they saw me, you know, you know, go from what I was in first grade to what I, you know, what I was by the time I was in eighth grade. So I didn't really have to face too much teasing. But if I had to go someplace that was new, like if I went to a, like if I had to go to a, a summer camp or someplace where I was going to meet kids my age that didn't know me, you know, before long, one of them was going to tell me, you know, was going to call me, you know, fatso or something like that. And it would be embarrassing and it would be painful and I would resent it. But would I do anything about it? No, I would not. No. Again, it just drew me back further into the food. Um, you know, I didn't want to, I was not sociable. I didn't want to go outside and hang and play, play baseball or anything like that with the other kids. I, I, I didn't want to do that. I was just, I was just happy, you know, staying at home and, you know, doing my thing, drawing or, uh, you know, drawing or reading a book or, uh, or just or watching TV. Um, and as I grew older, I mean, it didn't get any better. I still was looking forward to that day when I could be out there and be on my own and eat whatever I wanted. Um, I would go uh, shopping with my father, and um, we'd, uh, you know, first thing we'd do when I go into the store, I'd go run and look at, you know, look at where all the uh, the baked goods were, because I just like, used to like to drool over them. And uh, my dad would say, you know, what is it you go, why is it whenever we go to the supermarket, the first thing you do is you run over there and you look at that stuff. It's like, well, I just, I know, man, I'm not going to get it, so I might as well, I can, I can look at it, can I? <laughs> And it was always, that was always, I mean, it was just, and it was just kind of funny that he should notice that too, you know. Um, I just, uh, you know, as, as I got older, it didn't get any better. I just still continued to eat, and as I got older, I put on, I put on more weight. Um, when I went off to college, 
you know, the great the thing I liked most about that was, you know, I could have whatever I wanted. I could go back for as much as I wanted. And I'm sure I put weight on uh, during my freshman year of school, but, like, I felt like I was already so big anyways. I mean, I don't think uh, it really really was noticed all that much. But um, I did. I took, you know, I took everything that uh, I took everything that they had to offer. I am, you know, I am really a, uh, I'm a food addict. I, I got, uh, I did some drinking when I was in school, and uh, trust me, I've done all the, uh, I've thrown up, I've gotten drunk, I've done all that stuff. But um, after I got out of school, got out of school, I, I stopped, I stopped any of that kind of uh, horseplay, and that really wasn't a problem. You know, giving up alcohol wasn't a problem. Um, the food was just another whole thing. Because the food was, to me, you know, okay, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't smoking, so at least let me enjoy my food. And, uh, you know, still, all this time, I'm, you know, still we're having, you know, fights about, you know, you know what I'm eating. But again, nothing, nothing will stop me if I want, if I want what I, you know, I want what I want, and I will, uh, and, I, and I'll, and I'll do, what, uh, do what I can to get it. So, you know, at college, I still continue to eat. I was not a dieter before I came in here, although I did once or twice. I did once or twice, um, you know, successfully because I decided to do it. I put my mind to it, and I, like, you know, I just remember, like, once eating, you know, just, like, one serving of something at school and not going back for anything else. And I started to run, and uh, I remember it was 1988, and I did actually, I lost some weight that year. Um, it was great. It was fun. I just felt really cool to be thin and, you know, to, to be able to run and all that stuff. That was terrific. It didn't last very long though, because after a while I just I just fell out of it. It was just too much work, and everything I had uh, everything I had lost I, I put back on again. I had this idea always that I could run, I could I could walk, or I could exercise it all off. Now that may be true if I had a little bit of something, but for me I could never eat, I could never exercise to keep up with my eating. Um, you know the thing I look forward to by was. The thing I looked forward to the most, I mean, since I was six years old, was like, you know, being in front of a TV set with food and no one around me to bother me. I mean, I just thought that was heaven for me. I mean, screw everything else. I mean, I don't care about friends. I don't care about a girlfriend. I don't care about all that stuff. I just wanted to be by myself in front of my food and no one to bug me and to watch TV. It's a uh, kind of a simple, kind of a lonely lifestyle, I think, as I look back on it now. And uh, I managed to keep that lifestyle up until uh, my 33rd year. I, I did that for uh, I did that for a long time. <clears throat> I'm so grateful for the changes that uh, have have come over me in in this program. Um, you know, I went to uh, I graduated from school and I was living with uh, I lived with my folks for a little while and I worked today uh, I worked for the uh, the uh, state of Massachusetts for a bit and um, I worked in another city and um, my folks uh, they uh, you know I'd take their car to work. But when I come home at night, I would um, I would buy um, I would stop off at um, I would stop off at the supermarket and I buy some stuff and I put it in my briefcase, and then I go upstairs. I went up briefcase with this bag I had, and um, you know I'd uh, I put it up in my room and I got home from from work, and after um, when my folks were watching TV, I'd go up to my I'd pour myself a glass of something and I'd go up to my room and I and I'd eat that, and I did that night after night, and you know the food. Took me to some took me some really awful awful places, but it took me to these awful places because I insisted on going there. The food doesn't talk to me or call me. If the food could talk to me, it would probably say, "Please go away." You know, <laughs> please, it's awful. Just just stay away from us, please. I 
I mean, I'm my me around food. I mean, I'm like Godzilla marching through, you know, Tokyo. I mean, I just, I just, I grab everything I can, and I don't care about your your rights or you know what what your situation in it. I just, I just want, I just want it all. I I don't know if I start. I don't know where to. I don't know where to stop. Just like when I was a kid in the fast food restaurant, I I want have I want to have at least four of those. And I couldn't wait to the day when I was old, you know, when I was free and independent enough. And, you know, pretty much that's what I did. Go to those places and get, you know, get get as much as I could eat. Get as much as I could eat. And, you know, I did. There were so many times when I would leave a place like that or I'd, just, I'd be done with a huge meal like that. And I would say to myself, never again, never again. I'm not going to do it again. But I would. I would. I mean, I went through, I had the, the, the you know, the, I'm, I'm sure you've all experienced just the stomach upset, just that miserable feeling the day after you've eaten. I mean, just like, you know, because I would eat, I ate any time, I'd eat late into the night, whatever, but I wake up with my stomach just on fire, regretting it, but I know that probably by this afternoon I'll be back doing it again. Um, and I didn't care. I think I just... Uh, I think I carried I carried around a picture in my head of what I looked like, and I always figured I was a lot thinner than the person you see. I I, I figured I, I I thought I was a lot thinner than the person I would see when I look at myself in a photograph. Um, but uh, you know I I just uh, and I didn't want to look at myself in a photograph anyways. I was just you know I just always felt embarrassed in myself because uh, you know it just it was too, too painful for me to look at myself. Again, nothing would stop me. I still, the, the best thing for me, the best the thing I did was I just retreated more and more into the food. And, um, you know, again, those awful feelings, that awful stomach upset, but I did nothing over it and just continued. And I got, you know, plenty of, you know, plenty of helpful hints and things I should be doing. Uh, but I just, I just wish they would just, just wish they'd leave, mind, mind their own business and leave me alone. I'm doing quite all right on my own. Um, if I want help, I'll come. I'll come ask you for it. But um, but yeah, it was just uh, you know I don't uh, don't want to ask anybody for help, and uh, I'm I'm doing fine on my own. It's amazing the things I've learned since coming to program. Um, you know about uh, you know asking people for help and um, you know knowing that it's it's okay not to know. Um, you know I came I came into this program. I came to this program in uh, late November of 2000, and I was um, I went to the meeting in Chelsea, Massachusetts, and I listened to these people uh, speak. But really, to be honest with you, I wasn't really sure what these people were talking about. I mean, I heard them talking about you know I guess recovery or I I don't know. I mean, it was just vaguely. I really wasn't I really wasn't there when I went to this to my first uh, meeting. Um, and my sister had uh, turned me on to this program. I met uh, I met these uh, these two guys, and uh, one of them was my first sponsor, and the other one became my second sponsor. And I sat in that meeting, not really there though. I mean, the whole no flour and sugar part. I mean, that went over my head like a 747 because I didn't I didn't catch any of that. You know, I uh, you know I sat there, and okay, when the meeting was over, we we went back home, and. Um, you know, I kind of thought to myself about about all the, uh, you know, about okay, you know, take a look at yourself there, and you know, are you, you know, maybe you are a maybe you are a food addict, or you know, maybe you aren't. No, I think I am. I know I am. I mean, I I eat everything that's in sight. 
I open up a package of something, I can't close it up again because I have to finish the whole thing off. Um, I live by myself, so I don't have to have anybody trying to hone in on my business or anything like that. Um, you know, um, I'm, uh, I, you know, my, my clothes are always, they're always uncomfortable for me. Maybe we should give this program a try. So it was on December 1st of 2000, I began my first, uh, my first day in FA. And, um, again, I, I didn't know when I went to the meeting in Chelsea, I had no idea what this program was about. If anything, I thought it was going to be something where I ate whatever I wanted, and I called up this guy they call a sponsor, and he he I tell him about you know I ate this and I ate that, and I feel like I feel like garbage, and can you help me lift my spirits up? <laughs> Did not work out that way at all. This uh, this kid uh, this kid I mean this 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 guy um, gave me a food plan, told me what I was going to do, and um, and I did my best to follow it. I um, you know I did. Uh, I found out what FA was all about, and uh, boy, it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. But the wonderful thing about it was that, as difficult as I thought it was at first, it was the only thing that worked. The only thing that worked. I, because again, I was no dieter. You know, I hear people in qualifications talking about, you know, oh, when I did Scarsdale, and all the whole the whole audience like hoots and howls, or you know, I did Doctor So and So, and it's like, I don't know what they're talking about because I never did any of that stuff. But, and like all the diets that my folks would try to put me on was, um, you know, when I was a kid, were just, you know, they weren't really anything from a book. It was just some, some healthy idea. And trying to get an 11-year-old addict to, uh, to diet, you might as well teach your pet goldfish to juggle bowling balls. I mean, you've got, it's got to be just as, much, just as much use there. I mean, it's, you'll get the same results. But this thing, this thing about having a, having a sponsor and being answerable to someone for some reason, that kind of clicked up here, and um, and I, I worked the program. Now, by no means do I wish to imply to any of you that I w I did this willingly. I, put, I believe me, I put my first sponsors in holy hell. They are just you know questioning and fighting about everything. I said, okay, I'll you know, I was, it was it just seemed like at first there was just so much stuff to do. Okay, you got to get this ready, you get that ready, you got to go to here, you got to go there, you got to do this and do that. Which I did, which I did, you know, but it was like, you know, I, I just, I get to a point where like I'm saying, my God, you know, can I do anything right? Or, you know, <laughs> I'm grateful today. You know, this is, you have to understand, this was, you know, close to 10 years ago, so I was just a newbie and I was pretty raw at the time. But, um, you know, I did have, I was like, I, I, you know, I was not, I was not completely, I was, I was willing to, you know, I was willing to do whatever he said, but I mean, it's still, there were times when I thought it was, it got to be a bit much of what was expected of me. But I did the program. I did the program, and again, when I came into this program, um, I was 324 pounds. And between between January and December of 2001, I've been able to shed. Uh, I was able to shed 137 pounds, and um, you know, it's just been it's been awesome to be in a thin body. Um, you know. I didn't want to go to my grave and have like anybody and just I, I, I realized I realized after I came to the program as as difficult as I thought it was at the beginning, I said to myself, gee, gee, I don't know, this thing's so crazy. I kinda of wish I could have worked this, you know, kinda of done it on my own. But then I said I had to look even deep and say, No, you know, you can't work this on your own. You need to have someone you need to have what this program offers. I owe a lot. I owe a lot to this program. I want to get everything that I can out of it. 
and um, you know the if I haven't mentioned you know I just have to stress that you know between those months and that month of in, the, in that year of 2001 I lost weight I lost weight it was like 12 pounds one month 13 the next nine the next it wasn't always more but I was losing something every month and my coworkers would notice me and they were like asking me hey Bob man you know I'm oh, sorry what 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 is the uh, what are you doing and uh, you know have you uh, you know what uh, what you know they're very curious about what I was doing and um, some someone thought I had some type of a disease or something like that. All I can say is I was flattered to be part of a rumor, you know, because I was I was pretty nondescript. But um, my uh, you know my coworkers were quite you know they they were curious. I couldn't really share too much about what you know what it was you know what I was doing because I didn't really want to um, I couldn't really go into it. But um, but for me, the program was working. Again, it was quite it was you know I remember that first year. That first year was uh, was pretty hectic, and you know I'd be lying if I said you know my food thoughts had you know disappeared with one year, because it was like you know close to like two and a half years before I think I ever really got over the um, the, the food thoughts. Um, but I stayed absent. I stayed absent. Well, I'll tell you this: I stayed absent for two for two years, and on New Year's Day of 2003, I uh, I sprinkled some stuff on my meal there. And uh, it had uh, sugar as a uh, second ingredient, so I had, had lost my out. So I had taken my absence taken away. But since uh, January 1st of 2003, I've been absent since then. But I'm grateful to say that I haven't had a I haven't had a binge break or anything like that. And even you know when I had that break, I just knew I said you can't go back. You have to stay with this, and you have to stay working this program. And that's what I did. I mean, there certainly were moments where I thought you know okay you know. There was one day when I thought I, I came. I thought I was going to come pretty close to saying, "Screw this! I can't. I can't stand this anymore." But I just knew that you know. I, I think I hear people say like you know, wear the world like a loose garment, or um, you know, they have a lot, a lot of tips in this program. And I, I didn't. I just knew. I said, "Okay, I know. I gotta. I gotta stay with it. I have to stick with this because this is the only thing that works." And the other thing is like I don't want to go and you know put weight back on in front of all these people that have seen me lose weight. So I want to just stay. I think it's best they just stay where I am. And, you know, I've just, since coming into program and losing the weight, I've just become a totally different person and that I think I'm a lot happier and a lot friendlier. And I show up, I stand behind what I do. I can show up for life. I want to help people. I want to be, I want to be a friend to someone, you know. I mean, I want to... Uh, I want to be a friend to someone, and you know, it just it just makes me, and you know, it makes me feel good to do to do something good for someone. You know, it really does. Um, you know, I think one of the most amazing things for me, I think, was when I turned on a, uh, a baseball uh, a baseball game when I was in my first year of abstinence, and I just saw. I don't know if you've seen some of the baseball pitchers, the baseball players today, but some of the pretty big guys there. And I said, you know, I think I weigh less than that guy. <laughs> and that was and that was pretty cool. You know, to be able to go into any department store. And buy clothes for me is awesome because I mean I hated you know I hated shopping I hated shopping for clothes before I came in here I wore you know four XL four XLT shirts and like size 54 pants I mean it's like um, you know I don't uh, I don't do that today my whole life has changed but I have to remember I have to remember where I came from because after I've lived in this program long enough I can begin to think that you know I've always been this way and I haven't you know I mean just 10 years ago. I mean, I was not, I was not who I am. I was, you know, 
I was that other person. So it's important for me to remember when I speak to newcomers and when they talk about how, you know, they still have that, uh, you know, they still have that attachment to the food. It's important for me that I understand how they feel because, you know, that's certainly the way I was. Um, people told me when I first came in that it gets better. And I said, how? and I'm saying to myself, well, how does it get better? But it does. It does. I mean, I've had, um, I had many, uh, many crazy fantasies in my first year of, you know, being by myself and eating a lot of stuff, but I didn't do it because I knew I was being held accountable to someone. And being held accountable to a sponsor or being held accountable to a, to a, to sponsees has been really great in keeping, keeping this, uh, this food addict abstinent. I, um, you know, I do a lot of, uh, I do a lot of service today. I sponsor people. I do, um, I'm on, I do, I'm on a committee and I, uh, I co-lead, uh, I co-lead some, uh, some AWOLs. I mean, it's not, I've co-led two, two AWOLs. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just glad that today I can, um, you know, I can, I can give back to people what I've, what I've learned and, um, you know, just not be that person that I was when I was a kid. You know, when I'm around my family now, it's wonderful. You know, my, you know, people aren't trying to, you know, improve me or work on what I'm eating or, you know, anything like that. I'm not sitting there when we sit around, we have family gatherings. I'm not looking at the last thing that's on the plate there and trying to figure out if I can get it without getting yelled at or anything like that. I don't do that anymore. I have my meals and that's it. And I don't have to eat anything else. I've gone from being the most overweight brother to the thinnest brother, and that's something I just want to, I want to keep. Um, my family, as I have three sisters in program, and God bless them, they all support me in this. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're very happy that I've been able to lose the weight. And, um, you know, they all urge me not to leave, not to leave the program, and I tell them I won't. Because, you know, for me, this is the only thing, this is the only thing that's worked. Um, you know, I've just, uh, I have to keep sight of, I have to, I have to always remember where I came from because I can forget. Again, it's like I can go back to thinking I've always been like this, but I haven't. You know, I mean, uh, I've, um, I've done so many, so many things today that you would never imagine, you know, someone could do in the, uh, you know, the person in that, in that photo could do. I've, you know, I've, I, I run today. Uh, when I was a kid, my parents, you know, they said that I was going to run. I was going to run to help, loot, to, you know, to, to lose my weight, and I hated it. I hated being forced to run around the high school. I hated it. Um, my poor brother would try to drag me around the, the high school to make me run with him, and I hated it. I would, you know, try to kick dirt on him, kick mud on him, anything. I would. I hate it, and I always felt like, why am I always the one in the, why am I always the one in this family getting worked on, getting fixed? I wish they would just leave me alone. So, <laughs> I kind of grew up sort of being, you know, being being by myself and enjoying it. But I don't, I'm not that way today. You know, I've gone and I've made amends to family members for things I've, you know, said or done to them in the past. Because, thank you God, this program has given me the power to do it and to see, and to see my own faults. To see what you know, what I'm responsible for. To see what was my stuff, and like to go back to people and you know, and to apologize about this stuff, uh, you know, stuff I had done and stuff I had done in the past, because you know, I was not, I was not a happy, I was, I could not, I was not a happy person to be around at times. You know, I just uh, when I want my, uh, I want my food, and I want my, I want my, I want my drug there. I want it, and I don't care about you know anybody else's uh, needs or situation, situations. I want what I want. 
So this program has definitely, it has changed my life so much for the better. I'm an active person. I'm an involved person now, too. You know, I mean, when you're 324 pounds, you have a lot to, uh, you have a lot to hide around. And, um, you know, that's gone today. But this program has just given me the strength to face, to face what comes at me. And I'm not afraid anymore, you know. I mean, I drive up from West Virginia to Massachusetts at, for this conference. I do that trip a number of times a year. Could I have done that 10 years ago? I could not. I was too afraid. Something might happen. Something might happen. I was not one of those guys that would drive a long distance to get some kind of food because I would be perfectly happy with, with, with what was available at the place right near me. I didn't want to go out anywhere because something might happen, and I get stuck somewhere. I wasn't. So, I mean, I just... It's taught me, the program has taught me to be outgoing, to be friendly, to be patient, uh, to be accountable, and, um, you know, just, for the most part, just contact with people, just to be meeting with people and talking with people, because that's not the way I was before. God knows if I hadn't discovered, if I hadn't come into this program, and I kind of had to be a little bit dragged to this program, because I sure as heck wasn't going to come here on my own. My sister would, you know, drop these hints and tell me about this program, but I wouldn't, you know, I just, I was like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, thanks a lot. But I sort of had to be dragged to it. And I'm grateful that, you know, I just, for their persistence, and that I came here and saw, you know, what was happening. Because today, you know, being in the thin body and just the interaction with other people and mature interaction, too, has, um, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for program giving me that, um, giving, me those, uh, giving me those gifts. Um, Indeed. So I've, I've um, you know, I'm, I'm, I owe a lot to this program, and um, if I could say anything in, in finality, I mean, I just think if you're, if you're new, stay with it. It's the only thing for me that works. The accountability of other people and what you get from the program, you know, just, just you know, Drawing me, drawing me from being anti-social into being more social, and just having patience and patient interaction with other people. I mean, those those things for me are just are just gifts I never thought I could have. And um, I'm very I'm very grateful. And uh, thank you all for letting me speak. Thank you. Please join me in a moment of silence and the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you for listening to this audio recording. To hear additional recordings or to learn more about Food Addicts and Recovery Anonymous, you can visit our website, foodaddicts.org.